Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Mythos Unit with Listen to These Nerds. My name is Chris, and I'm going to be running the game as usual tonight. For our players, we have, starting at the top of the chat channel and going downwards... Uh, hello, my name is Harry. I'll be playing the role of F Franklin Blackmore. I'm Joe, and I'll be playing Quincy Adams. I'm John. I'm going to be playing uh, Tony Megalos. And I'm Jonathan, and I'll be playing Inspector Adam Lavender. Okay. And with the crew all here, I guess it's time to pick up once again shortly after where we left off. Last time, you guys, having delved into the depths of the McCarthy crime family's base, were able to uncover their illegal drug manufacturing operation that would grant people the ability to make packs with myths. And after ensuring that the equipment was shut down, you then delved into the very heart of the basement where all of the myths were being kept. And after a fierce fight against their mind-controlled myths, you were able to not only rescue John, uh, who turned out to be an avatar of hope, but you were also able to take down Ten Tam Talar as well as Imperious Rex, one of the lieutenants working for the Smiley Face Killer. So with this major success, you were able to free all of the myths and ensure that all of the members of the McCarthy family were arrested, albeit with two notable exceptions, those being uh, Finn McCarthy and one of his right-hand men, Titus Sweeney as well as a few other members in their employ who went out, but for the most part, you have effect effectively crippled their base of operations. So who knows what's going to happen next? And as the base was destroyed by the escape of the rock, the enormous bird that was able to take to the skies and save her freedom once again, we are going to pick up, I'm going to say, the next morning. So... Given that it was late at night when you guys were able to rescue all of the myths, it was pretty busy afterwards with everybody, well, basically all of the members of Scotland Yard making arrests, getting all of the members of the McCarthy family processed and put into cells and stuff like that, and all of the myths that were captured were then um, basically taken to Myth Town where they... So you were able to meet with the Myth Town Council, with the exception of Exatrius, who is still unconscious after his fierce fight with Finn McCarthy. But after uh, speaking with them, you were able to get all of the myths uh, basically taken into town, where they were um, given uh, places to stay and, you know, blankets, uh, bowls of things to eat and drink just basically helping these traumatized kidnapping victims uh, recover and process. While some investigators with Scotland Yard spoke to them, asking them for, about details of what they did and stuff. So basically after that whole... Uh, sorry, Chris, can I just interject for one second while that event's going on? Sure. Is it possible for me to... Uh, I just want to... If it's possible for me to have a conversation with Hespro... I just kind of want to talk to him about, like, who Talar is. Like, I know I've talked to him before. Yeah. Specifically, I'm more interested is, I know he's an exile of something called the Winter Court. Correct. Uh, um, Say, hypothetically, we give him back to the Winter Court for, you know, crimes against Mythtown. What exactly would be his punishment in that case? Uh, so, Hespero, uh, when you talk to him about this, he responds with, Well, 
I doubt that the Winter Court would want anything to do with him. They are independent of Myth Town and the Council and all of our business. Any crimes committed against members of our own ilk would not be considered mm, anything worth punishing by the Winter Court. Oh, so he's an expatriate, basically. Yes, and collusion with humans, maybe. But I would say that our own methods of punishment would be far more severe th and far more just than anything the Winter Court were to dole out. Good to know. But rest assured that uh, once he is processed, uh, that justice will be done one way or another. We may need to interrogate him. There's still a few members of the McCarthy crime family that have managed to uh, slip the net, if you understand mm. the turn of phrase. We'll need to speak with him, of course. Of course. Um, I believe that he is still in the custody of you and the rest of the humans, so any questions that you may need to ask him should still well be within reason. Perfect. And yeah. yeah. Okay, so you just double-check that with him, but uh, aside from that, the rest of the night goes pretty... Well, it's very busy, and I will leave it up to all of you guys as to how much work you do and when you're able to get some sleep. Um, de Quinty's definitely not doing any paperwork. He just goes straight to sleep. <laughs> just takes okay. John and goes to sleep. So you and, yeah, John, like, he's noticeably quiet on the ride home, but he does have a soft smile on his features. Um, a little glimmer of light plays about him every so often, but it looks as though... He is remarkably untroubled for such a young man to have gone through what he did. I and mean, the, I, Quincy in his head's like, how old is this kid? Like, mm. like if this is... It, it's, Quincy pu pushes the thought out of his mind. He's like, all right, well, we'll deal with that in the morning. Like, I'm, is this okay. one of those animes the kids talk about? Mm. <laughs> so, um, um, you come home, Quincy, and uh, you actually... Uh, take John up to his room and you actually see that uh, Marn, the Nekomata, is curled up and fast asleep on John's bed. Oh. Alright, I'm going to I'm going to gingerly pick him up and move him. So, and, uh, and uh, yeah. So, you uh, pick Marn up and set him on the ground and he's Oh, and I was having the most lovely sleep. And, uh, John? Quincy, you didn't tell me that we were getting a kitty? Oh, um... We don't... This is Marn. Uh, Marn, feel free to introduce yourself. Uh, Marn immediately jumps back up onto the bed, goes to where he was sleeping, and lies back down. Hello. I don't know who you are, and frankly, I don't. And, uh, John? Oh, aren't you a handsome boy? And he sits down next to uh, Marn and begins scratching him behind the ears. Yeah, Quincy's gonna let this thing kind of go on and, uh... Uh, he's gonna go to his room and fucking collapse. Yeah, so, Quincy, you are absolutely exhausted. So, yep. uh, and, uh, as you turn to leave, John just says, Quincy? Yep? Thank you for coming to rescue me. Uh, I think I should be the one thanking you. And with that, <laughs> uh, Quincy's gonna leave. Okay. So, yeah, you, uh, head back to your room and go to sleep. Is anybody else gonna do anything, or... Are we going to skip ahead to the next day? Um, nothing that isn't within, like, Blackmore's scope of duty. So just, you mm. know, coordinating, figuring out, like, okay, who's on deck to actually start filling out all these goddamn paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. Adam will elect to go back to the, the precinct, if only because 
Uh, well, he has to bring Sophie somewhere, and that's probably a good spot for her and Boris to have a kind of reunion. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, you uh, head back in the car, and the two of them are talking in the back seat almost the entire time. And after inviting the both of them back into Scotland Yard, um, yeah, I'll say that you can uh, set them up wherever you like. Like, there are a number of empty inter uh, interview rooms, or the meeting room, or just one of the break rooms. Yeah, any room that we're not going to be using to process people. Mm, Put them in the oh. evidence locker. It worked so good last time. <laughs> Maybe not. Okay. So, um, yeah, you take them to one of the break rooms, and you see that as you pass by the evidence room, like, Sophie's eyes follow the door for a little bit too long before she walks on. And, uh, yeah, basically, you set them up in there. And uh, after checking down in the kitchen, you're actually able uh, to find... Yeah, that uh, the butchers down, or the guy who does the cooking down there has uh, basically, you know, he butchers his own fresh game. So you're able to get some venison blood, a uh, couple mugs of it up to the two of them. What an incredibly specific thing to be able to find in a police precinct. Uh, but it, all right. This, this has been established a while ago, but uh, yeah, basically yeah. the guy who um, works in the kitchen, big Scottish guy who butchers all of his own animals uh, right there in the precinct. It turns out you need a large amount of raw meat when one of the people you have a pact with is a ghoul. I yeah. see. Yes. Interesting. All right. Uh, all right. So uh, with that, Sophie and Boris uh, clink their mugs together and begin drinking. And uh, Boris? Well, I must say, this is uh, already a vast improvement from where I was staying these last few weeks. So thank you very much. Yes, it's all, all part of the service. Excellent. Well, we will discuss for future accommodations soon, but for now, thank you for the rescue, the blood, and the place to stay for tonight. Of course. Make yourself comfortable. Yeah. And Sophie uh, uh, actually comes up to you uh, and just, uh, yeah, basically uh, gives you a brief one-armed hug. Hey, and thanks again. Uh, it really means a lot to me that you'd stick your neck out for, you know, someone like me. Oh, well, no need to thank me. It's all part of the job. But uh, in any case, it's been really nice working with you. Agreed, then. All right, well, we're going to make ourselves comfortable before uh, getting some sleep in a few hours. So, uh, yeah, I'd say you've earned yourself some shut eye, eh? Uh, I've got to bring you back to the house. So uh, I'm actually feeling pretty energized after um, <clears throat> uh, filling up back at the... Uh, uh, back at the warehouse, so um, I'm going to do a bit of paperwork, and I'll come back to get you in a bit. All right. We're going to be uh, hanging around over here, then. Mm -hmm. And so with that, you head back to your desk, and you start doing some paperwork. Uh, and then, uh, Franklin, anything that you'd like to do? Uh, not really. I mostly just coordinate uh, works as basically like a liaison between the Scotland Yard officers that there, and I'm assuming mm. the, uh, the town watch that yep. is also there. Just coordinating things and making sure that, like, okay, everything gets to where it needs to. Because I'd imagine two very different paperwork schemes coming into contact with each other is already a bit of a goddamn nightmare. Yeah, um, Hightower is on the scene and he is overseeing everything. But, uh, yeah, he says to you, all right, well, I'll be able to get this squared away soon enough, Blackmore. So you just uh, get yourself some rest. Uh, yeah, um... I think uh, after everything you've done tonight, I'd say you'll need it. <laughs> sure. Right, just ring me if you need anything. Uh, right, 
one thing that Blackmore is going to make sure is he's going to swing by Scotland Yard and he's going to get the um, the uh, myth capture device uh, that contains Talar secured somewhere. Yep. Uh, yeah, you uh, make sure that it goes into the right hands and it goes into the system, same as all the other capture devices. And uh, yeah, then Blackmore will head home and get some shut-eye. Okay, and anything for you, Tony? Um, I, I think Tony honestly would have, like just headed back to Mythtown because yeah. we're only like a day out from the big attack and there's probably still more work to be done there. Yeah, not only that, but you literally did not sleep last night, so you are feeling exhausted. Yep. Yeah, that is true. You smith slightly slower than light speed. Mm. <laughs> you need to invest in a power that allows you to smith while you're sleeping. <laughs> mm. Take a skill, make it a power, but duration to endless. <laughs> yeah, where's the charm of endless of, like, no sleep? Come on. Yeah, make I it mean, that, that, honestly, that would be very easy. It's a one-point, like, <laughs> thing. John, no. <laughs> Look, invulnerabilities Ma- are, are, are Ma- so easy to break with it with inventions. It's, it's just... Just it's make it, just make an amulet that deflects bullets and sleep. <laughs> Literally, Mr. Sandman, like, tries to touch you, and it's just his hand bounces off. It's like, what the? Mm. Well, okay. So, uh, you head back to your home, Tony, and for once, you, uh, take the night to get as decent a sleep as you can. So, we are gonna fast-forward then to the next morning, and all of you guys are coming back into the precinct once again. Once more, it seems as though everybody who's been working here has had a... Once again, another sleepless night. Everybody's looking very tired, very worn out, but nevertheless, work is continuing. Paperwork is still being filed, and uh, there is definitely, like, the mood is different from the other night when all of that carnage has gone on. Now, people have a better sense of hope because you guys just took down one of the biggest crime rings in London, and one of the ones connected to everything going on. Quincy comes in and it's like... (sighs) Nice to see everyone's, uh, slightly better spirits. How, how, how are the, the, the usual suspects, you know, Fitz and Pepper, those guys? Oh, um, yeah, they're actually, uh, like, you see them, and despite the fact that they still have, you know, the injuries and bruises from the night before, they're actually looking very chipper. Like, oh, well, that was a really fun uh, operation, if I do say so, Quincy. I mean... We got food, we got a chance to try things out, like at a foreign range and stuff. It was fun. Well, good to know that you got out all right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'd say we did our business, same as you. That, tr- true enough. Um, Quincy's gonna go to his desk. Okay, so, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, out of almost anybody else in the precinct, like, they are in the visibly best mood. It's like... Basically, they were given a chance to put their talents to use, so they're happy about it. But yeah, as for the rest of you, uh, soon enough a meeting is called in um, uh, in the conference room where all of you guys always meet up. All right, Quincy, go. Yep, Blackmore will head in after he grabs a coffee. Mm-hmm. Yep. Up there in the meeting room is Hightower, as well as your assistant, Jen Barber, and... Webster, the uh, bookworm who also is involved with paperwork and stuff like that, and when you come in, Hightower, 
Good morning, all of you. How are you feeling today? Uh, you know, a little sore. Could Diff. Like... Yeah. I'm still getting, and like, you see Blackmore, and he like goes to his jacket, and he like pats, and some of the, the Zeronium dust like comes off. It's like, I'm still finding it in places. Yes, I understand that after the operation last night, we have depleted all of our stocks of Zeronium, but on the bright side, it was worth it, considering that we were able to put it to extremely good use. Chris having to nerf the fuck out of that goddamn fire extinguisher. <laughs> Before the final session of the campaign, you're absolutely right, Harry. Yes. <laughs> it's like, so you see Blackmore, he's like, ah, oh, damn. Uh, too late to get more of it, I guess. Uh, all right. Well then. So, Hightower, anything in particular you wanted to discuss, or should we just continue with business as usual? Actually, there are a few things. I received a phone call earlier from Iris, in fact. She wanted me to let all of you know that, at the moment, all of the myths that had been rescued from uh, the McCarthy's base are being resettled into Myth Town once again. Many of them are shaken, very much uh, disturbed by what they experienced witnessed, but... Many of them are very much alive, and she wanted to say her words, thank you. Uh, a pair of words I never expected to hear from her, but nevertheless, she said that if it wasn't for all of you, uh, then many of the myths that had been held captive, well, they wouldn't, probably wouldn't have seen the light of day ever again, and it was thanks to you that Spring Meadow was rescued as well, so she did have a personal stake in it herself. But I also took the opportunity to check in with Jack Houston, and he's tired, but he's been ensuring that everything's been going well. Him and Connor both have been working to settle everyone in, so things are a little... Well, things are troubled in Mythtown, but nothing that uh, nothing that we can affect from here on out. It's going to take time to heal the injuries that they have suffered, but thanks to all of you, things are as good as they can. Aside from that, uh, Exatrius still hasn't awoken. And also, I've been told that the mayor of London is going to be doing a press conference in about uh, 20 minutes or so. He has an announcement that he wishes to make to everybody. I'm not sure what it is exactly. I haven't heard any word about what this conference will detail, but given how yesterday it was about uh, myths being forcibly relocated to Myth Town, it could be anything at Let's hope it's him eating crow. Or at least, uh, doing as much as he can to prevent those orders coming down from Downing Street. Hmm. Fingers crossed, indeed. Oh, uh, speaking of orders, um, you, it might please you to know that Buttermaker has been taken into custody, as well as the rest of the McCarthys, and he is awaiting trial, as are the rest of them. So, needless to say, I think it is safe to say that we won't be hearing anything from him personally for, well, a good long while, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe he'll learn something. Uh, Maybe? He couldn't take his defeat with dignity, I sincerely doubt it. Um, in all honesty, Quincy, uh, some people are... Sorry, I'm trying to think of the word, uh, uh what is the word when somebody is un... Um, yeah, in all honesty, thank you, yeah. In all honesty, Quincy, some people are incorrigible, but for him, maybe he will. With luck. So with that, a few more minutes passed by with the television turned on and turned to the public news channel. 
And soon enough, uh, yeah, it is clear that the mayor is setting up for a conference. And after a little bit, it looks like the mayor is about to step up to the podium. So once he gets himself settled in front of the camera, everybody, like all the reporters are going quiet listening for him to speak. And so he addresses, uh, yeah, he addresses the public. Good morning, residents of London and the United Kingdom. So, relocation of myth residents in the city of London are going exceedingly well. We are continuing with our public statement that all myths will be asked to peacefully relocate to the area known to the public as Myth Town. Uh, and so he continues uh, on with these statements for about a minute, and um, Hightower takes a second to say, I really don't know what he's going on about with that. I personally haven't been enforcing any uh, myth relocation, so I think he's saying that to save public face, I suppose. Uh. Bloody propagandists. Um, can I try uh, an, in, an empathy roll to see if, like, the mayor is doing this to save face or if he legitimately thinks that this is happening? Absolutely, you can do an empathy check. Uh, 15. What does 24 get me? You are getting the feeling that um, he is reading this with the assured good cheer of... A bureaucrat who has read the reports handed to him by his, um, you know, uh, the people working under him. Mm. So he so, believe he believes that is that it's real, but to your knowledge, um, since any reports of myths being ro relocated would have had to go through your department, you would have heard about them before now. You're guessing that he's most likely saying this for the sake of, you know, l keeping the public uh, informed and under the belief that myths are still being relocated. Right, so he thinks, so for all intents and purposes, he absolutely thinks this is still happening. Yes, exactly. Okay. And he continues. In addition, we do have reports that an incoming hurricane has been detected crossing the North Sea. Originating near Norway, it is expected to pass, and at this actually, like, um, a chart is pulled up behind him. It is expected to pass by Clacton-on-Sea before making landfall near Southend-on-Sea. We are unsure of the strength of the hurricane at the time, but it is very possible that uh, we could be assigning a name to it in the near future. It is expected that it may make landfall any time within the next 12 to 24 hours. So we ask that all residents keep an eye on the local weather forecast, uh, which will be broadcasting throughout the day, and they are, all residents are also advised to stay indoors if possible or to find a safe shelter. And at this, he actually takes a moment, sort of putting his hands on the pedestal. Um, I understand that times have been difficult for us. It may seem as though we've had many dark days recently, but make no mistake, we will endure this. We have endured worse before. And when we pull through these dark times, the United Kingdom as a whole will be all the stronger for... And as he's saying this, uh, like, the screen is glitching. And then it just cuts out. The screen flickers, pitch black, and something appears on the screen. A yellow smiley face. And all you hear is, Okay, my turn. To all residents of jolly old England, hello. I am... The harbinger of what's to come next. A return of what came before 
a long, long time ago. See, once upon a time, there was an age when humans were rightfully afraid of what went bump in the night. A time before the light bulb and the cell phone, before firearms and television, when all kinds of beasts and monsters and lovely horrors crept and flew and prowled through the night. Masters of everything under the moon and stars. A time when humans didn't dare whisper the names of monsters. A time of fear and blood and sacrifice. You know them as the Dark Ages. But to folks like me, those are the good old days. Days that disappeared as myths were pushed out of the world, resigned to bedtime stories and history books. One at a time, we were pushed back to the shadows under the beds of children, hunted for what we were forced to be, remnants of an age that had long since passed. Too long have we been forgotten, mocked, disregarded, and your hubris, your arrogance, your disrespect, it's all coming back around. Time is a wheel, and boy, does it keep turning. Now, to get to my point, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Mr. Smiles, and I am a boogeyman. And as he says this, all of you feel the tingles on all of the spots where the mark is, and the mark completes to form a perfect smiley face. Uh, could we make a reflex check, maybe, to specifically not listen because we're you can. Yeah, I was rest. like, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to like interrupt you while you were doing the monologue. Yes. But the first thing that Quincy would have done was like go in, like look at look at black, uh, look at High Tower, be like, mm. we should, so, we should contact uh, the the. Yeah. I, yeah. I also uh, didn't want to interrupt, but like the minute that that thing appeared on the television thing, yeah. and if it's on any BBC network, Blackmore's out the door. He's gone. <laughs> okay. So as for the rest of you, I'm going to say that when this appeared, Blackmore, you charged out of the room. The rest of you, when he's, if you keep watching, he says, my, uh, when he says my name, I will ask you to make a reflex check to clap your hands over your ears. I have good reflex. Uh, 18. Yeah, I don't have good reflex. I think I'm probably uh, screwed up. one. That's a 15 for me. Can we I say that nine. from year, Can we say from years of smithing that Tony is hard of hearing? <laughs> Tony, <deaf>. no. <laughs> Tony's been deaf the whole time. You just didn't. Know. <laughs> no, no. I, the, it's fine. Like the yeah. look, Tony can't be good at everything. <laughs> So, um, I will say that for the reflex checks, the ones who are able to make it include, uh, Quincy and, uh, Lavender. So, Tony, unfortunately, you are the only PC who is unable to put your hands over your ears in time. Uh, but you're looking over, you see that, uh, yeah, Hightower and Jen Barber, who's looking up at the TV in confusion, are also too late. And both and Jen is looking down at her wrist uh, in shock as the mark is appearing, 
and even Webster is looking down at uh, the palm of his right claw in sheer shock and alarm. And as for the monologue, you may not know me, but you know my work. Three years ago, I left my calling cards all over the city of London as the smiley face killer. The most infamous killer since Jack the Ripper himself. And recently, after a bit of a vacation, I'm back, along with all my friends. You've seen them running about London, making it their stomping grounds over the last few weeks. Those blackouts, those nights without your precious electricity, those were all me. A reminder of what things were. The days when humans stayed in their holes where they belonged while their superiors took their place at the top of the food chain. Well, after tonight, things will be different. After tonight, the old days will come back once and for all. And you, our food, our cattle, our toys will understand what it is to live in terror once again. As he is saying this, the smile, the thin black smile is slowly widening into a visceral human grin with human teeth, and the eyes are forming from black dots into human eyes. First London, then the United Kingdom, then who knows? But let this be a message to every corner of the to every creature who doesn't belong, who's told that they're vermin, monsters, predators that need to be exterminated for the good of mankind. This is our vengeance. To take back the night and put the humans where they belong once again, beneath our feet. Let the light die and the stories come back as they did in times of scripture and tales around the fire. A time of terror is upon us. So let us take back our world once again, and let us do it with a smile. And to all you humans out there, watch the skies. The storms are coming. Bye bye And the screen cuts back to the news conference. The mayor is staring at the teleprompter and the camera in pure silent shock, mouth moving as he's trying to form words. Then a news screen comes on. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Uh, okay, so Quincy, the first thing Quincy would say to the high tower, uh, high tower is, we need to make sure that broadcast doesn't get shared again. Uh, abs uh, right, and he is on the phone already, uh, uh, punching in a number as fast as possible, striding around the room, lost in thought, waiting for somebody to pick up on the other end of the line. As he's doing that, what about the rest of you? Well, Blackmore pretty much took off like a shot the minute that started happening, and yep. he's going to assume, since he's not immediately hearing reports of the mayor being attacked, that he probably, like, showed up at the actual TV studio but uh -huh. I'm assuming he gets there too late. Um, yeah, I will say that as, basically you get outside and yeah, basically like, um, you are not sure what's going on. Are you, uh, where are you headed exactly? Um, it very much looked like something cut into the broadcast, right? Not like it took over the cameras. 
Uh, yes. Okay, and... so then Blackmore would be heading towards wherever the television station is. Okay. Um, and so keep in you... mind, he still has his, um, like, jumping ability from last thing, so he's leaping. Okay, so you are literally leaping through the streets then? Yes. Okay, so one bound at a time, you begin leaping towards the TV station as fast as humanly possible. Or inhumanly possible, I should say. And then, uh, what about the rest of you? Um, hmm. I'm going to try and get a hold of Blackmore. Okay, so yeah. uh, Blackmore, as you are leaping along the streets, your phone starts ringing. Um, just put it on voicemail. <laughs> or on uh, speakerphone. No, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to stop. I'm still going to keep moving, but like obviously not jumping, since obviously that makes a thing. And I'm just going to pick it up, see it's lavender, open it up, and just say, "Is he still broadcasting?" Nope. Feet. Damn it! Feet's dead. Where are you headed? Well, I was headed to the television station, but now, damn it! I need to get to law in an interrogation cell. I'm coming back. Get it prepared for me. Yes. Okay. Good thought. Um, alright, so, uh, frankly, so you about- found, yeah. yeah, I basically, I check to make sure that there's no reports of, like, you know, wanton death and destruction in the proximity of the TV station, and if there isn't, then I head back to Scotland Yard. Um, there seems to be a lot of confusion, uh, basically, um, are you gonna, like, check news reports to see if there are any, um, updates or anything like that? Yeah, sure, I'll sort of, like, pop it onto my phone and see if anything sort of props up on there. Okay, so, um... Yeah, basically, um, you check your phone and immediately, like, some breaking news things come up, and it seems to be, like, a whole bunch of news reports about, like, things that happened, uh, yeah, these reports were basically posted, like, three minutes ago. So, okay. obviously, the news is spreading. Right, but nothing like, oh, like, BBC office is getting, like, destroyed right now, please send help, sort of Exactly, thing. yes. There is nothing going on. It just seems that, um, yeah, like, it looks as though, uh, you try to look through for comments, but are you, um, how closely are you going to look at the reports? Probably not much. If he's not there, Blackmore is going to start having a bit of the old revenge blindness, and he's not going to be looking too closely at it. Okay, if he's so, not there, then yeah, he's heading back. Um, you skim through the reports, and you basically go to the end where, um, uh, basically it says, um, yeah, television studios and news networks are being, uh, uh, are, tr yeah, people are are trying to reach them at the moment. There, um, uh, no response has come in. The, uh, yeah, the producers of the station have asked for patience during this time. Okay, well, if he's not there, the Blackmore doesn't care. Yeah. So, meanwhile, uh, back in uh, Scotland Yard, uh, Hightower gets off the phone. All right, I put a notice out. Uh, the broadcast isn't going any further, but uh, beyond that, I don't know what I'm able to do. If there's any sort of news out there, people are going to be talking about the video that's been released. Since that was, uh, well, since I'd interrupted a conference with the mayor of London, obviously half of London must have seen that, if not more. And from there, who knows uh, how many people are going to talk about it through damn social networking. That's fair, but we can do our best to not encourage people to watch it. Right. Before we go any further, any looks, who else heard the name? Uh, Tony will raise his hand. Damn it. What about the rest of you? Shake, shakes head. I'm clean. Okay. Well, that's two at least. So, no, that name is not going to be talked about by anybody here. Understood? 
Jen, and he turns to see uh, to Jen Barber, who's looking up at him wide-eyed. Whatever you do, do not repeat that name under any circumstances. I'm going to bring you up to speed on everything in just a minute, all right? And Jen just kind of nods hurriedly at that. And same goes for you, Webster. And uh, yeah, Webster just slowly nods his uh, tiny reptilian head. All right. So now we need to talk about what happens next. And I will say that it's at this point that, Franklin, you arrive back at the station. Right. So yeah, uh, Franklin just, like, tears ass directly to wherever Tem Talar's Mythcatcher is. Yep. Grabs it and just uh-huh. starts heading to that interrogation chamber that we had commissioned to keep Sophie contained when mm. uh, Sophia contained. And yeah, he just, like, grabs it and starts heading down to that. Okay. Um, yeah, it's at this point that the rest of you, um, get a message coming in. And so, uh, excuse me, um, pardon me, uh, Mr., um, uh, or, sorry, Superintendent Hightower, sir, um, one of your agents, um, Inspector Blackmore, has just taken one of the myth capture devices without permission and seems to be heading to an interrogation room? It's, it's Talar. I don't think we'll be able to stop him, but, um... We should probably go we should just be there. to make sure he's all right. Okay, so uh, with that, you guys head out quickly, go into the interrogation room. And I will say that all of you are going to arrive in just a minute. Blackmore, you are in the empty interrogation room. All right, so Blackmore um, is going to do some rearranging of his powers. Specifically, uh-huh. he is going to... Let me just find the right one here. He is going to put um, Max Ranks into his uh, Blessing of the Desert ability and the Desert's Cruelty ability. Go into the interrogation room, basically get Talar out on, like, you know, get Talar out of the thing. And then he is just going to take the um, the little, like, sticky, um, what is it, whiteboard that Quincy got for everyone? draw a smiley face on it, throw it in front of him and say, where is he? Okay, so you begin acting, your, activating your abilities even before you get him out of the myth catcher. And you toss the ball in and it deploys. And Ten Tam Talar is basically uh, sprawls out on the ground before slowly getting to his feet. Before he begins to notice something, like at th- by this point, it's already so hot that the air is visibly rippling here and there. Like, pavement on a hot summer day and he just turns to look at you and uh uh yeah like there is still like dried blood taking his upper lip from his broken nose and he just says what turn it down turn where the heat down. is he the, uh and i will say it's at this point that the rest of you come in it is sweltering like a desert in here tony's and, fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> Tony's like, ooh, it's quite climate, it's quite temperate over here. Mm-hmm. But Ten Tam Talar is already sweating. And so <sighs> So it's come to this then, eh? Try depriving me, pry it out of me then. <sighs> I just keep cranking the heat and I repeat, where is he? <sighs> Roll me intimidate with advantage. Uh, 18 and 10, so the 18 takes it. Okay. Um, so with an 18. <sighs> Sometimes he came to me. Sometimes I was to meet him in different places. But 
Always a different place every time. I don't know exactly where he is now. I know where he will be at the appointed hour. He loves drama. He decided to go to one of the biggest places in all London. One of the places that, well, the most dramatically appropriate place. If you are a bad guy, open to have a final this showdown. This Blackmore will just grab the table, throw it across the room, get up in his face and just says, where is he going to be? The clock tower. Big Ben. Where else would he be? <laughs> Where else would he be when the world's about to end? <sighs> and with this, the heat will slowly subside. But before it totally cuts off, he throws the Mythcatcher back at Talar to force him back in. And he is uh, sucked into it once again. I assume at this point, Blackmore turns around to see the rest of the crew standing behind him. Yes. Yeah. But he definitely has a bit of a, mm, okay. Got it all out of your system? Not quite. Where's the holding cell for uh, Miss Chambers? We need to make sure that this is accurate. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, checked her in uh, level 6B. Come on, Good. I'll take you. First things uh, first, the orb. Uh, yeah, Tony will hand over the orb. <laughs> Tony presents orb. Uh-huh. Blackmore takes the orb, and uh, we head up to Chambers' uh, and yeah, again, Blackmore, without even stopping, just starts heading up to Chambers' uh, cell, basically. Okay, so you head over to the holding cells, going by row after row of McCarthy goons, basically, before eventually coming to the cell where Elizabeth Chambers is being held all on her own. And she is sitting as primly as possible, despite uh, her numerous bruises from the fight uh, last night. And she just turns to regard you with as indifferent an expression as she can muster. Well, indifferent the orb. <laughs> okay, so uh, you're going to bring out the orb? Yes. Okay, so you bring it out. And from behind you, you can hear just from all of the nearby cells, just a series of, ooh... And the sounds like you turn around and there are multiple faces being pressed up against the bars. And you look over and it looks like Wait, Elizabeth I thought these is... Were, were these, are these like cells like a prison cell? I thought they were cells uh, like a gla like glass wall cell. Uh, we ran out of room so we threw in the drunk tank. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're in the drunk tank because all of, the uh, pack, all of the packs they had were nullified. So they are normal uh, people now. Okay. Yeah, they're normal people now. They're not super dangerous. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Elizabeth is trying not to look, but, uh, soon enough, like, her eye, her, she makes eye contact with the orb, her first mistake, and she just slowly maintains held eye contact with it, slowly, like, cocking her head as if curious before standing up and slowly walking over to the bars. All right, Miss Chambers, you're going to confirm some things for us. That sound good? No, it doesn't sound good at all. Well, too bad. Your husband was working with the Smiling Face Killer. Husband? We know that he's planning something in conjunction with him. Where yeah, are they, and where are they going to be? A bit of confusion comes over her face. I'm not married. Who are you talking about? I look back at Tony, like, wait, what the fuck? Uh, she she isn't married to, to Finn McCarthy. She's, like, related. Remember, she oh, just right. changed her name. Yeah. Right. She's a cousin of his. Right. Uh... 
Blackmore kind of like pinches the bridge of his nose and goes, Finn McCarthy, you yeah. are in some way working with Finn McCarthy, who's in some way working with the smiley face killer. Where are they and where are they going to be? I am working with Finn McCarthy at the moment. I don't know anything about this smiley face killer. If Finn was working with him, he never told me. As for where Finn is now, I'm guessing that after the base was destroyed and everybody was arrested, he's doing something. He's going to be very, very mad about it, but I don't know what. Any plans that he has, he keeps to himself. It's just peachy. So then where would he... So, then let me ask you a different question. If Finn McCarthy is running scared and unable to, and having lost a significant portion of his power base, where would he go? He would most likely go to a safe house of his. It's located in the back room of a nightclub that he owns. Um, the name, uh, uh, the name of the nightclub is Fortune. That's and where you know, he goes to uh, for private time and peace and quiet. But if he's gone there, I'm not sure where he would be. Uh, where else he would be? And you have no other ideas as to where Finn McCarthy might be. Uh, she shakes her head. That is the most likely place I can think of. Damn it. And you know for a fact that Fortune was one of the properties mentioned by Buttermaker the other night? Mm-hmm. So how much- so... And at this point, Blackmore is going to turn to the others. When the Smiley Face Killer was broadcasting, did they say anything about an appointed time? Uh, I don't actually remember an appointed time being mentioned, but... That's because, yes, there wasn't one being mentioned. All he said was, tonight. Quick follow-up question. Did the blackouts all happen at specific times? Not specifically, but, uh, oh. yeah, like, a rough idea. It was after dark. The times varied. It wasn't, like, 9.30 precisely. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, Adam's going to take out his phone and look up the uh, British Weather Service to get an estimate of when this hurricane is supposed to reach London. Um, yeah, it looks like it is being updated, but it looks like the hurricane is visibly, like, picking up a bit of speed, and it is on an... Like, you notice that the weather forecast is, like, it is a bit unreliable how this hurricane is traveling. It, yeah, like... It was going straight when it left Norway, but now it's curving around, and it's about to take a, like, a sharp bank to the west, almost on a direct collision course with London itself. That sounds fishy. How uh, convenient. Yes. When this makes landfall, when this reaches uh, the clock tower, that's when he'll be there. Uh, so, that's my best guess, anyways. And what's the estimated time of, la of uh, landfall? It's moving too erratically. They won't give an estimate, but I'd say no more than a couple hours. Then I guess we have a couple hours to tie up a loose end. Gentlemen, we are going to Fortune. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.